This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Hello and happy Monday. It's Lauren on this week of the She Sources podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. To kick off the week, we're going to dive into a segment we like to call New Week, New Views. Now it's time for a little segment we like to call New Week, New Views. And since the spooky season is upon us, I thought I'd talk a little bit about women in horror. So I'm going to talk about some tropes that we see on screen, how horror has shifted and what it looks like through the female gaze, plus some horror movies written and directed by women that have been overlooked throughout the years. So... In terms of tropes, I think one of the most common ones is the final girl trope. And if you haven't heard of it, here's a little explainer from a great TikTok and YouTube channel called The Take. Over the decades, final girls have gotten to become more three-dimensional characters, but still have one main thing in common. They're white girls. For decades, horror films have depended on audiences' presumed empathy for pure white female victims living in suburban neighborhoods. Any threat to them is supposed to be terrifying because violence is not supposed to happen in safe white communities. Meanwhile, horror films treat violence against people of color as commonplace and not really that scary. The flip side to the white final girl, after all, is the black guy dies first trope. Thus, black women rarely get to be the final girl and non-black women of color are even less likely to make it to the end of the movie, if they make it in at all. Characters like Adelaide from Us and Selena from 28 Days Later are some notable exceptions to this rule. But overall, the horror landscape has continued to look very samey. Like the take mentioned, this idea of the final girl is really common and obviously pretty problematic. It's worth noting that That video is from a year ago, and I do think that while there has not been enough growth, there has been some growth in that department with movies like Nope and Bodies, Bodies, Bodies and Fresh, the latter two written and directed by women. I think that the horror genre is uniquely suited to cater to the female gaze because there is nothing more cathartic than seeing all of our worst fears played out on screen. But it also creates this shared sense of, I have been through that, or... I have feared that this will happen to me, but it is also sort of problematic that women kind of have to go to that extent to be like, hey, men everywhere, this is what we feel constantly. And this is how scary it is to just walk at night to your car. I think we've come a long way since Jennifer's Body. And for people who don't know, Jennifer's Body was a horror movie made for women targeted two men. So I thought I'd play you guys this insightful tidbit from a TikToker named Bobby, also known as Afternoon Special. Here's a bit more about the whole Jennifer's body marketing debacle. Released in 2009 and directed by Karen Kusama, Jennifer's Body has in recent years become a classic to fans of horror and casual moviegoers alike. The film is by many accounts a horror film geared towards women. So you got a solid story, you got a solid cast, you should get a pretty solid reception, right? Well, not for Jennifer's body. It kind of got dragged across the coals by critics and just didn't really have a good box office reception. So where did things really go wrong with Jennifer's body? The film, remember, a film that I said was by most accounts a horror film for women, 
was primarily marketed to men. And let me tell you, the studio had some real plans for this marketing campaign. So much so that Kasama revealed that the studio's marketing team kind of reduced the marketing campaign for the film down to three words, Megan Fox hot. The campaign featured a scantily clad fox on the poster with taglines attached like, she's got a taste for bad boys. And if you can believe it, the studio even floated the idea of having Megan Fox host an amateur porn site as a form of guerrilla marketing for the film, which thankfully didn't happen. The studio wanted to capitalize on Megan Fox's mounting sex symbol status, which kind of directly butted heads with the film and kind of the core of it. And the issue was almost twofold. The hypersexualization of Megan Fox in the film's marketing almost promised men that they were about to get hypersexual Megan Fox in the film. And when they got her ripping out the throats of men, they obviously rejected it. And then the target audience, women, were probably turned off by the marketing because they rightfully so thought that the film was catering mainly to the male gaze and therefore there wasn't much there for them. This is not an anomaly by any means. Many a film has fallen prey to god-awful marketing. And sometimes it is really just as simple as a bad tagline that can easily derail what could be considered a pretty excellent movie. So yeah, that gives you a really good insight into what happened with Jennifer's body and why it kind of flopped. I was only 12 when Jennifer's body came out, so it really wasn't on my radar at all. My mom would never have let me watch that. Probably also because she thought that it was like some sort of male gaze sexist movie as well so that's another reason she wouldn't have let me see it but but obviously watching it i loved it and i was really surprised by the sheer stupidity of the movie studio to market the film the way that they did so in the spirit of shedding light on horror movies made by women for women that have not gotten the credit that they deserve here are some great horror movies that you can watch this october some of these are courtesy of an article i found by indiewire there's an article called 12 of the best female directed horror films of the 2010s from knives and skin to the babadook totally read that it's by ryan latenzio first up is knives and skin written and directed by jennifer reader released in 2019 it's described as a mystical teen noir that follows a young girl's disappearance in the rural midwest and its effects on teens and parents which sounds super interesting the trailer is super cool next is revenge written and directed by corel Fargit, released in 2017 and it was screened at the 2017 toronto film festival it predates Promising Young Woman as a feminist spin on the revenge thriller genre. So watch your back, Liam Neeson, for anyone who doesn't know. Liam Neeson of the Taken Trilogy, aka King of the Revenge Thriller. That's a little joke for you. <laughs> um, Raw is a movie that was released in 2016, written and directed by Julia DeCornell. It's another movie to watch this Halloween. It follows a young woman studying to be a vet who develops a craving for human flesh. Prevenge was also released in 2016. It's a horror comedy written, directed, and starring British comedian Alice Lowe, which follows a widow named Ruth who's seven months pregnant and she believes herself to be guided by her unborn baby as she embarks on a homicidal rampage dispatching anyone who stands in her way. I love that premise. I think it's hilarious. The trailer is hilarious and I will definitely be checking that out. All right, and another one to check out is one of my favorite kind of lesser known movies it's called hush and it was released in 2016 
and it was directed by Mike Flanagan, but written by and starring Kate Siegel as a deaf and mute writer who retreats into the woods to live a solitary life, who must fight for her life in silence when a masked killer appears at her window. It is genuinely so good, so scary, so visceral. Go check it out. It is very, very good. And in terms of newer horror movies, again, I cannot recommend these enough, but please go watch Fresh on Hulu and Disney Plus, Bodies, 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 I believe still out in the theaters, and Last Night in Soho, which you can find on HBO Max in America, and and on Now TV in the UK. You can also rent it on Amazon Prime. Thank you so much for listening to the She Sources podcast produced in collaboration with Wizard Radio Media. You can find us online at www.shesources.co and follow us on Instagram at shesources with an underscore at the end. I'm Laura Piscothi, and I'll catch you next time. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality. Hey, podcast listener. Do you love talking about movies, music, TV, comics, and games? Then you should be listening to The Great Pop Culture Debate, back in Bigger Than Ever for Season 9. This season, the panelists discuss the best James Bond film, the best Elton John single, the best Nickelodeon original series, the best Batman villain, and so much more. Find the show wherever you listen to podcasts or head to greatpopculturedebate.com. More than 100 topics are already available. Subscribe today.